Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey everyone, uh, AJ here. Um, welcome to this episode of Film Franchise Fortnites on the Cold Pops Podcast. Before we get underway, I just wanted to let you guys know about a few things that are happening. Um, number one is that we have a new video out. It's a video essay on uh, a theory that I call parallel characters. Um, and it talks about uh, Star Wars, talks about Fargo, and it talks about Tiny Toon Adventures, which, if you don't remember, was a really cool cartoon from the 90s that I really enjoy. Um, and so you can check that out on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, both under Cult Popsha on both of those platforms. Please check it out and show it to people and your friends and tell me what you think of it. Tell us what you think of it. Um, because uh, it took a lot of work and I, I'd really, really like to know what people think of it. And if they are liking the video essays we've been putting out and if it's something people want to see more of, that sort of thing. Uh, another thing I want to bring up is that uh, next week our episode of the Cop Popshire podcast is going to be about the best song uh, of all time, of the last 10 years. No, just of all, of ever. Well, so I guess, yeah, of all time. But um, we're not exactly sure how we're going to do it yet, but uh, we wanted to, to, I guess, each have a song or two that we bring to the table that we say we think is the best song. Um, and we thought we'd like to involve what uh, listeners we do have in that as well. So if you want us to know what you think is the best song, um, record yourself pitching in, say, under 90 seconds what you think is the best song of all time uh, and send it to us on our Facebook page. Um, there'll be a, a You can either send it in a private message or you can um, comment it on the post that will be up there shortly about this podcast we're doing. Uh, enough of that, enough of me talking. Now we're going to go to the show and you're going to hear us talk about the Twilight Saga. Oh, sorry, Wait, I, didn't, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. Um, should I stop recording? Do you want to, should we hug it out? Should we have a talk? Should we have a, a meeting? A team meeting? No. Um... Good afternoon. Oh, that's just assuming. <laughs> and welcome to Film Franchise Fortnights on the Cole Popshire Podcast. Afternoon's got to be the least likely time someone listens to a podcast. Why? Because when I listen to podcasts, it's either in the morning, yeah. on my way to work, or on my way home in the evening, yeah. or very late evening when I'm going to sleep. I'll, yeah. I'll chuck one on. Night, even. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Very, very late evening. Um, but good afternoon, nonetheless. Yeah. I t- although, kind of, it's often you listen to it in that sort of, um, uh, you know, when it's almost evening and the light's kind of just um, just sort of disappearing. Dusk? You're talking about dusk? I'm talking about twilight, age. Oh my gosh! Um, no! So, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, six films. 
Medea, eight, ten films? Uh, is that eight films? Uh, Freddy vs. Jason, 20 films. The Twilight Saga, a thousand films. My goodness. <laughs> this, this felt like I was living forever. This felt like I was an immortal child. This felt <laughs> like, um... That's about it. Yeah, well, um... My name's AJ, by the way. And I'm Richard. This is a podcast where we watch a different film franchise um, every fortnight. Ergo, film franchise fortnights. Never used Ergo before. And you didn't use it correctly. How are you supposed to use it? How do you... How are you supposed to use it? How are you supposed to use Ergo? Um, anyway, moving on. Um, You don't even know. So, (laughs) we're discussing the Twilight Saga. And I can call it... Saga, yep. because that's what they want to be called. Yep, and if you're looking at, which you're not, but if you're looking at our past episodes and you're like, why have you called Summer Series and Summer Saga? Yeah, what's your ruling for So the ruling saga? is... Trilogy is obviously three yep, films. Yep, so, so two films, you put both of them in the title. So Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights. Unless it gets... Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights. Unless it gets too long and then I go Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants 1 and 2. Yeah. Um, then uh, you, for three, it's a trilogy unless it's unfinished, and then it's series. Right. Four or well, more. Like, have we done one like that? Um, the well, Ghostbusters isn't a trilogy. Yeah. And that's actually movies. If they're unrelated, yeah. like different different continuities, different um, canons, they're movies. So yeah, well, we, when do they become films? They don't. Because what about like the Spider-Man films? No, they are called the Spider-Man movies. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um. And, yeah, if it's four or more, it's a series, unless specifically stated by the creating party what the series should be referred to. As such, we have the Twilight Saga. The Twilight Saga. So the Twilight Saga, as you said, consists of... A thousand thousand films. films. (laughs) Um, But they're kind of broken up into, I'd say, five main Yeah, five. Yeah, there's five films. Um, So there's the Twilight Saga Twilight, released in 2008. Directed by Catherine Hardwick. Uh, the Twilight Saga New Moon. Oh, I thought it was called Twi Harder. Twilight. you get that reference, Twi Harder. Twi Hard with a vengeance. Anyway, New Moon. Uh, New Moon. Uh, Twi- the Twilight Saga New Moon. Directed by Chris Weitz in 2009. Uh, the Twilight Saga Eclipse. Directed by David Slade, 2010. The Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 1. Mm. 2011. Directed by Bill Condon. And the... Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2, released in 2012, also directed by Bill Condon. They were filmed back to back. Uh, They star, of course, Billy Burke (laughs) as uh, Charlie Swan. (laughs) Yep. Okay, so the the Twilight Saga, um, based on books as well. Yes, the books by Stephanie Meyer. Meyer. Um, Look... You know what these are, guys. Like, I feel like we're... Who's listening to this who doesn't know what Twilight... This is this is one of the tent poles in the yeah. world of franchises. Yeah. This is next to Star Wars Back to the Future in terms of, like, ones, and, and I quality. think... quality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, not quality, but ones that, as the gatekeepers of what is a franchise that we are, I guess, self-appointed, yeah. we should have watched this one by now. Or at least, yeah, yeah. well, not by now, but it's good we've watched it. My point is, it's an important franchise to talk right. about. Um, if you're well, talking about franchises. Because you say, you say everyone knows the plot kind of thing, but um, do you want to sort of give a brief summation of the plots? Sure. Because um, I, for one, I'd seen them all before, 
but I was confused on some things about what happens in which film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so the first film, Twilight, uh, is about a girl named Bella Swan who moves to a place called Forks to live with her dad. And Forks is this real foggy, rainy town. There's a real small population. It's a real town as well. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder what they think of this. There's a documentary called Twilight and Forks, which is about it, which is about how the town oh. reacted to it and how. Guess I'm gonna commit myself to watching that because I'm a slave to these movies. <laughs> um, in Forks, she meets a a vampire named Edward Cullen, um, and they fall in love. And it's very romantic, and um, he has a family, and then uh, she's she's sort of well, he has a f- family separate from her. He has like brothers and sisters who are also vampires. What? <coughs> she, what you do you didn't watch? say that? Oh, you watched Interview with a Vampire. You haven't said that he's a vampire yet. Yeah, I did. Well, I wasn't listening. <laughs> Um, and basically she's opened up to the world of the supernatural basically nothing really happens for the first three quarters and then an evil vampire tries to kill her because Edward and his family are good vampires they only eat animal blood yeah Um, then New Moon New Moon um, Edward's brother um, has a has like loses control briefly and tries to kill Bella because her blood smells real good Um, and so Edward decides to break up with her to keep her safe. <coughs> um, and they move away and Bella's distraught. Um, and in, in her, her time of need, she turns to another friend named Jacob Black, who's a Native American character. Um, and it turns out he's a werewolf. What? what? Um, and so they sort of have a will-they-won't-they they as Edward's gone. Um, and then... Uh, she finds out Edward is in trouble and goes to save him and they get back together and Jacob's real, real myth. I've heard about that Yeah, one. yeah. Um, the Twilight Saga Eclipse is sort of the peak of the love triangle storyline yeah. where a Italian vampire mob called the Volturi... Uh, no, wait, that's not this one. They're not in... Oh, no, they are. So in, the, in New Moon, the, there's, a, there's these vampires called the Volturi who are like the Vatican of vampires. But there's also a vampire named Victoria who's yeah. going around... Um, making new vampires who are uncontrollable and very strong. Well, v- Victoria's the sister of the guy that Edward killed in the first one who was trying to kill Bella. Yeah. And so he wa- she wants yeah. vengeance. Um, and so while they have to prepare for all these newborn vampires coming along, um, Bella also has to deal with, who do I choose? The vampire or the werewolf? Yeah. A question that has plagued women since the dawn of time. Um... Yeah, not else. Not a lot else happens in that. Oh, they decide to get they married. They war and shit, and they decide to get married. Oh, they decide to get married in New Moon. Anyway, there's a big war. Probably the least definable of all the Twilight movies. Yeah, it's if if you'd asked me before this week what happened in Eclipse, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in Breaking Dawn, parts one and two. Oh, I'll go part one first. Part they, they get married. They get married, um, and. Jacob's very mad because he finds out that they plan to have sex before Edward turns it into a vampire. Which <laughs> He's like, no, you'll kill her! Yeah. <laughs> um, imagine if everyone reacted like that. I did react. What? Like that. Whenever I found out that someone was having sex. You'll no, kill her! No. <laughs> uh, and, um, yeah, so they go on their honeymoon um, and they have sex and Ham Bella... howdy. Bella gets pregnant with a vampire baby, which they didn't think was possible. Um, And then she basically dies giving birth. 
Yeah. Um, but they bite her, and and at the last second, she turns into a vampire, saving her life. Um, and then Jacob, who was ready to kill this monstrosity that is a half-human, half-vampire baby, uh, imprints on the baby, which is the a werewolf thing. term, uh, meaning he sort of... It's not exactly like falling in love, because that'd be weird. It's more like... But that is what it is. You see someone and your entire existence becomes about protecting them. Yeah. And then when they're old enough... Maybe... Part two, um, their baby is born and... She's she's growing at a rapid rate, and one of the vampires who's not in the Cullen family um, sees the baby from afar and thinks that they've turned a child into a vampire. So she goes and alerts the Vatican, I mean the Volturi, <coughs> and the Volturi set out to kill them, to go and kill them, and um, to try and stop this. The Cullens recruit all these other vampires across the world to. Um, so the Volturi are mad because it's like against vampire law mm. to turn a child because they're forever stuck at that age but are never able to learn the consequences of their actions yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And so they think that it's an immortal child but mm-hmm. it's actually growing up and then that's never happened before. Um, but I feel like impregnating a human being is just as bad if not worse. There's a lot of things in this movie that in these movies that like people seem to... Like I would say... Turning her into a vampire is worse than marrying her. And Jacob gets mad at them in the wrong order. Like, first he's like, I can't believe you're going to turn her into a vampire. And then he's like, you're getting married? It's like, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> They've already talked about loving each other forever. Like, yeah. And furthermore, Bella has a big sort of um, crisis about, oh, I don't, should I marry him? And it's like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, you, you wanna, you, you, you're like begging him to turn you into a vampire so you can live literally forever yeah with him but marriage is like the dun 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 um uh, these movies are they're a delight okay oh so so at the end of the series at the end of the the last movie um the Volturi turn up and oh yeah you have to talk about this so basically in the book they pretty much explain it's real shit. It's a real shit ending to a book because to, yeah, to a book like yeah, franchise. Yeah, yeah. You you have this big battle that's going to happen, and then they basically explain to the Volturi that if they fight, you'll lose. Everyone's going to die. Everyone, you know, and they're like, okay, we'll leave. And it's it's just nothing. Nothing happens in the movie. You actually see the fight, and a lot of people die. But then it turns out it's all just a dream because Alice, who's Edward's sister, can project the future and show people the future. Or no, she can read the future, and the leader of the Volturi can read people's thoughts. thoughts. So, so she's seeing the future, and he's seeing what she sees, which is him dying. Yeah. And so you see this awesome fight scene. Yeah. And then they reveal it never happened. Um, it's awful. <laughs> it's one of the worst things I've ever seen in a movie. We'll get to that a bit later, I think. But, um, and then they leave and everyone sort of lives happily ever after. Yeah, we see a little bit of the future. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so basically this is a series about a girl trying to choose whether she should fuck a dog or fuck a dead person. Um, and it's only, only saved, yeah, only, only saved by the fact that the werewolf ends up wanting to fuck a baby. So, <laughs> so for those counting at home, there's necrophilia, bestiality, and pedophilia. The only thing they're missing is incest, but you know, Stephanie Myers no, still they're writing. All, yeah, no, they're all, cause they're all brothers and they're all considered brothers and sisters. Yeah. Um, and the Cullen family and then half of them are fucking. Yeah, but they're not actually related. Yeah, but it's implied. 
No, it's I, not. I, I, <laughs> what? No, they're different people. Like, yeah, no, but, but they talk about like one. They're, they're talking about like being one big family, and I, I, I'd, I'd say there's, there could be an argument made for incest. Right. Okay. Sure. Incest is definitely brought up. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's basically yeah, a series about all the taboos, all the sexual taboos, um, and people ate this shit up, man. Before we before we go any further, can I just illustrate what Twilight meant to me? Yeah growing up so twilight the book came out well i became aware of it when i was i think 15 or 16 right all the girls loved it it was a craze people called it twihards was it twihards was there a twilight i don't know it was it was basically justin bieber like bieber fever but with books right um and so i read them i read the books and because i was an anti-disestablishment kid I was like, yeah, these books are great. Like, I, all the boys hated them. They were all, oh, these books are shit. They're so, they're so romantic and soppy. And I read them, and I read the first one. I was like, oh my gosh, I love Edward. And then I read all of them. And, like, I used to be very, like, I used to deny my feelings about properties a lot. Like, I used to be like, oh, Shrek 3 is the best Shrek. You know, that sort of thing. Just to be so, different. Yeah, so I'd be like, well, cause, not to be different, because I wanted them to be, I think. So with Twilight, I was like, these books are great. They get better as they go along. All this stuff. Um, and then, as I grew up and sort of had to start taking, like, movies kind of became, or being being critical of movies came a, like almost a part of my career. It became a part of, like, my study and, like, what I was doing with my life. And as the movies came out, I was giving them four or five stars <laughs> because I was stuck, tied to this this idea that I loved the books. And But there, something happened between Breaking Dawn Part 1 and Breaking Dawn Part 2 where I just completely got over them. <laughs> and then I went to Breaking Dawn Part 2 with, like, the perfect crowd and just hated it. And so now, like, Twilight, to me, watching these movies has affected me in a way that I wasn't ready for. Because it's like this nostalgic ride through, like, what I used to find good content. It's, it's like, it was awful watching these. It made me feel sick because I was like, I can't believe, like, this used to be the movie of my generation for, like, a year. Yeah. Everyone was talking about this movie. Um, and at the same time... There's gold in them there, Hills. Oh, yeah. The, these, these movies... Are great. <laughs> they are full of, like, spectacular ideas. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> uh, it's so complicated because... Ah, uh, I loved watching them in so many ways. Should, <laughs> so, we, should we talk about how we rank them? Okay, this is impossible for me. Right. Uh, have you got the, the Rotten Tomato scores? Yeah. We're very interested to hear them because after watching these, here's what I've decided. The first movie is the worst made one. It's awful. It's terribly directed. It's terribly acted. Take that, Catherine Hardwick. It's cheesy. It's awful. And then the other ones, they sort of steadily get better made. But by the by, the second one, you're sick of all the characters. So it's it's Uh, like not all the characters. No, okay. Well, yeah, okay. You're sick of the 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 main. You're sick of the main. Um, conflict. You're sick of the, you know, the main characters, and so it's like you're watching a someone come along and made made a better movie than the first one, but you hate everyone in it, almost everyone in it, and so you don't want to <laughs> watch it anymore. So I can't rank them because 
part of me wants to say the first one's the best one, but then it's so bad. And then like New Moon was is, is real, you know, has some real well made bits in it. But like you get so bored, and you're just like these characters are so trite, and it's, it's so weird. Like, okay, so the first, yeah, I don't know if I can rank them. Now. Yeah, because <laughs> oh, like, like we talked about it a lot watching them. Is that like the first one's kind of the only? And I can I listen to argument for the second one, but like. It's mainly Breaking Dawn. I like then these aren't fun places to see the characters. Yeah, like seeing them fall in love is like a cool story. Introducing a love triangle is a cool idea. Like mm-hmm. to remove from Twilight, if I just sort of yeah, said, of course, of course. oh yeah, like a girl falls in love with someone, finds that they're a vampire. Um, it's the struggle. You're like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, that makes sense. And then it's like, oh, now there's a werewolf, and she doesn't know which one she loves. Cool. Um, third one. Um, both of the boys just want the best for her mm-hmm. um, and they, they, they need to protect her when there's a, a bad... And it's like, oh, they get married and have a kid. Yeah. It's like, that's not... That's not it's, a, it's, it's not a fun conclusion. It's rushed. It feels like a fan fiction. Yeah. It feels like... It feels like someone was like, and then they get married and they have a kid. But for plot's sake, she grows really fast. Yeah. And Jacob's in love with the kid. Like, it's such yeah, a... Yeah. There's such bad ideas. And, like, I don't necessarily... Uh, I don't, like... Back when I was real into them, I didn't hate Breaking Dawn. But now, if, looking at it now, I think it might be the worst. If Eclipse ended with Edward turning her, mm-hmm. it could be a good trilogy. Well, it would be a trilogy. <laughs> a trilogy that ended in its natural place. Um, and I understand the 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 reasoning behind like Jacob falling in love or imprinting on Renesme, their baby. Um, it solves a problem. But it's also like... Well, that's convenient, you know. Um, yeah. So the first, the first book, if I can be that guy yep. who talks about the books, I wrote a, a I, I in year eleven I read it and I did it as a reading response to, for English class. Yeah. Um, so you basically had to write why it was effective, and I, the only thing I really remember about it, and the movie kind of touches on this, and what it nails. What the first one nails, and kind of the second one, and it kind of gets less, it kind of gets more lost as they go on, um, is this atmosphere, like this really dark, but like overcast, over overcast, yeah, like twilight, I guess almost. Um, yeah, yeah, because they, they, the, there's such a big point made in the first film about it's always raining and forks, it's yeah. always yeah overcast, and then yeah, they 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 lose that. Eh? There's a passage in the first book where. It's before I think they're officially together and um, they're in a car in the middle of the night. He like sneaks her out and they're in his car and they're parked and it's raining. And like I've been there, you know, I've, I've had deep and meaningfuls. I've with, picked girls up with that deep knowledge. <laughs> I've had deep, and, deep and meaningfuls with like close friends in a car in the rain at four in the morning. When there's no, when they can't go anywhere. <laughs> the implication. <laughs> um, and for some, that really touches me. Like, that that idea, and, like, there is something romantic about it. There is. Like, these... At, at the first one, it's not... In, like, people are like, oh, it's still a bit of love story than Twilight. It's like... The first one's not too... Like, it's very... Um, it, it, it explains it, it. It justifies it. Because these are teenagers. And when I saw these movies as a teenager, I was like, teenagers don't act like... Like, I say I, I loved them when I was a teenager. I acknowledged the first one was, like, a shitty movie when I saw it. Um, I was like teenagers don't act like this 
but now I'm watching them as an adult and I'm like, yeah, teenagers act like this. Like, this is actually super realistic. And if it wasn't for a couple of adult characters who also behave like teenagers, I could, I could believe that um, the entire purpose of the story is to show, like, how teenagers feel about each other and how it gets out of hand and how you think you're in love with someone. And then it's a tragedy, right? Then it's like... The, this like imagine if he wasn't a vampire she just thought he was and he was like yeah I'm a vampire like, and that, that's what that's the real life application of, yeah. of Twilight um okay you talked about adults acting like teenagers I know you're referring to Carlisle yeah, yeah. Carlisle is Edward's quote unquote dad so the leader of the Cullens yeah well uh, okay I think Carlisle is one of the few redeeming qualities of these movies yeah he's like the Dumbledore yeah, yeah, he's, he's like the Dumbledore. Um, so why do you think he acts like a teenager? Because I think he's the most, one of the most mature characters. Because he validates everything they say. They come to him with their like trivial problems. Like what? Um, oh shit, I can't remember. <laughs> like you, you acknowledge that these movies are very angsty. You acknowledge that Edward is very angsty um, for for a hundred and eight year old man. Yeah, well, I'd be crumudgeony. <laughs> He's not. Oh, he's, uh, he's he's still seventeen. He's forever yeah. seventeen. Well, that's the point. Well, the immortal children are forever that exactly. Age. So, exactly. Yeah, he's he's going to be forever. And so, what happens when a seventeen-year-old has lived for hundred and eight years and they have to? They think they're in love. You know, it, it it's like well, they they probably are in love. I'm not I'm not trying to yeah. Well, dispel I think because I mean he's never been in love before because he's only attracted to Bella because she. He can't read her thoughts, and he can read everyone else's. That's true. We didn't. We haven't mentioned that yet. So he, Edward, can read people's thoughts. He can't read Bella's thoughts, which I think is the best part of the series. I think that's such a sweet. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's like why? Well, and so it's not only because each vampire has a different power. Not all of them. Some of them do. Most of them. Who doesn't? Carlisle, Esme. They don't have powers. Uh, I don't think they don't have powers. I just think they never brought up. I think in the book it says not not all of them have powers. Oh, okay. Um, well, yeah. So they pretty, most of them have powers, and so mm-hmm. um, like Alice can see the future. Arrow, who's the leader of the Volturi, um, when he touches you, he can feel every thought you've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, Dakota Fanning's character can just say the word pain and then just inflict a world of pain on you. Um, and Bella's power when she's a vampire is that she's immune to every every other vampire's powers. Yeah. And she's able to project that onto other people so she can protect other people. Um, but for some reason she still has this power when she's a human, which I don't really get. Because does that mean she's always destined to be a vampire? Or like the chick that can shoot electricity out of her hands because she do that she when she was a human. Maybe she or could she... do like the human equivalent of that. Yeah. Like maybe she was particularly prone to lightning strikes and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's never really explained why. <laughs> and it kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah. Which and is also why can Alice read Bella's future? Cause that yeah, yeah, like that, that's why I thought as well. Because the first film ends with um, her being like, look, you're going to turn at some point because I've seen you as a vampire. Yeah. So, okay, I'll admit there's one plot hole in this <laughs> um, Anyway, back to Carlisle. I don't know. I just feel like he he enables. He enables bad behavior in teenagers. Whereas you look at someone like Charlie, who's Bella's dad, and he's real. Like, he's the best character because he's the most realistic. Okay. When you say he's the best character, you mean in film, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I, I actually believe that. I think <laughs> Char- Charlie Swan 
and I was gonna I was gonna wait and I'll and I'll, I'll it'll be peppered throughout now that I've revealed my true colors. Charlie Swan is the greatest film character of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's played by Billy Burke, who's like a character actor. He's been in a lot of things, but man. Is he good in these films? He he like like you said, he's the only character who's real, and he they like these these films are love stories, and it's like you're told like Edward and um, Bella and Jacob all tell you how much they love each other. Mm-hmm. You see it in Charlie. Agreed. He's like he loves Bella so much, but he, he he's like a sort of um, you know like a, a classic like dad like oh doesn't want to show too much emotion and stuff like that, and kind of and has trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, expressing it but man every single time he looks at Bella every single thing he says to her you you feel this like yeah. this absolute yeah. love for her and then she constantly just shits all over him <laughs> and he's like oh dad I'm going for Italy for three days but this conversation didn't actually happen because I didn't tell you about it um, she always says stuff like that and he, then, he, um, he feels like the only one who's aware he's in a teen love movie yeah. you know like he's so and I say that because he's a better actor than anyone else in the movies. Yeah. And I think, like, yeah, like, these are supposed to be emotive movies. These are supposed to make you feel something. You know, I don't feel anything for Edward and Bella. Like, that's so... Um, I'm yeah. so numb to but feeling... every scene that Charlie's on, I made everyone Anytime, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, guys, can we just have a rule that if Charlie's on screen, phone's down, everyone mm. shut up and watch. Yeah. But, like, especially the scenes where he's like really hurt like in the first one she's like i'm leaving because she has to she has to escape the vampire so she tells charlie that she's moving back home and he's like bella wait we can we can do more stuff together like there's this oh you want to cry there's so many times when when she she thinks that things will be easier for charlie if she just keeps hurting him Mm -hmm. so she says like oh like he's like oh we can do more things together like please and then she's like oh what like go fishing i don't like that dad Mm -hmm. and she, she even says the same thing to Charlie that um, her mum said to him when she left him. Yeah. And so it's like, oh my God, you just feel from so much. There's a there's a, a part in Breaking Dawn Part 2 where the Cullens decide they're going to have to tell Charlie that Bella's dead because they can't tell, her, tell him that she's a vampire. So they're like, we're going to tell him you died and then we can leave. And, he, and they're like, oh, and like everyone's all for it except for Jacob. And Jacob goes and goes to talk to Charlie and you think he's going to tell him that... Um, she's dead. He doesn't. He instead shows that he's a werewolf. And says, so, "Like you're about like things are about to get really weird. This stuff is all. It's it's true. All of it. Yeah, yeah. The Jedi. They're real. Um, but there's a there's. A, I've been thinking about this since we watched this movie. Yeah. And I I didn't. I haven't for two days. I haven't even vocalized this yet. Like yeah. I, I just, it's just sort of been playing around my move in my movie in my in the movie of my mind. <laughs> um, when Jacob goes to talk to him, he says. Billy, because it, uh, Billy, Charlie, Charlie knows Bella's been sick. That's all he knows, but he thinks she's getting better. And he, and he says, he goes and he's like, Hey Jacob. And and he's like, how's Bella? And she's, and he's like, oh, she's, you know, she's, she's, you know, they're they're all back. And he's like, okay. And he's like, but wait, Bella. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, she's, and Charlie does this like sort of head tilt. That's like, you can feel the hot, like, the blood go to, like, leave his face. Yeah, because uh, he goes, um, I'm almost tearing up thinking about it. <laughs> but, like, um, yeah, but, um, Ed Jacob got, has, has Bella, and he goes, she's, and he goes, like, no, she's not. 
Yeah, but even before I know that that part's great too. He's like, no, she's not. Like, come on, man, don't don't yeah. don't do this to me. Even like a second before that, yeah. he does this. He kind of like tilts his head and he looks at Jacob, and it's this look of realizing something might be really wrong, but not enough evidence to support it. Like you know when your cat goes missing or something well, like I that. Had a pet. Okay, when your cat goes missing, it's like there's a huge possibility that my cat's dead. Yeah, but that's such a ridiculous thought that I'm not going to entertain that yet. Yeah, but when he's just like, no, she's not. Oh. Yeah, oh, like, and then that's a great because, and then that's, I think it leads, lends credence to your theory that Charlie um, is the greatest film character of all time <laughs> because he's a character you feel something for in a movie series where you feel nothing for anyone. Well, yeah, like the, the whole movie <laughs> series is based around you're supposed to feel all this stuff for the what's going on. Yeah, but it's the secondary character. Who steals every scene he's in, and it's not even like, like by chewing the scenery or like, yeah. oh my god, Charlie's huge set piece, or he's so funny in this scene. It's just like, wow, this is a real person. Everything that my teenage girlfriends, teammate, my friends that were teenage girls when I was a teenage boy <laughs> at the time felt, yeah, at yeah. the time felt for Edward and Bella. I feel for Charlie. He's the only like hook I have left into these yeah. movies. So that there's, like, oh, there's not, a couple of like, there's a couple of really good scenes as well. Like when, um, so he, after the events of new moon, mm-hmm. he grounds Bella because she like leaves to Lee and he's thinks that Edward's being a bad influence. And then he like tries to give her the talk and it's like a little bit awkward. Love that scene. It's such a good scene because it's one of those like real, and even Kristen Stewart's quite good in it as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it's like Christmas Stewart's in these movies, by the way. Yeah, and also Robert Pattinson and Taylor Lautner um, as Edward and Jacob. But um, she, like, yeah, yeah, he, he's he's saying, you know, like, oh, if you're not careful, because they they're going to be alone together. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, Dad, don't like talk about sex. And he's like, and yeah, he basically says, you know, I'm just saying, like, whatever. And she's like, I'm a virgin. And he's like, ah, 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 ah. It's, it's such a good scene. Like, oh yeah, all the scenes between Bella and Charlie are great. Like, they're like the best scenes. In, in Billy Burke brings up Christmas yeah, yeah, as well. I agree. Um, another good scene in this in this series, uh, in Eclipse. This doesn't have Charlie. I'm moving on from Charlie. Okay, we'll come back to him. Okay. Um, so, in Eclipse, they are having a battle between the newborns and um, them. And so, so, just to clarify, so newborns are um, vampires that have turned within, like, two months. Yeah, they're not um, newborn babies. I don't yeah, know and so they're, they're, like, the most powerful because they still have some human blood and, mm. like, they're, they're... The science is airtight. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> vampires are strongest within the first two months. Um, so, because they need Bella as, like, a as bait, Edward and Bella climb up a mountain away from the, where the battle's happening and sleep in a tent, and Jacob's there to, like, kind of be the liaison between wolves. Yeah, because they've had to team up the wolves. The wolves are helping them. Um, and they all sleep in the same tent together because it's really cold. And Edward's real. Edward's ice cold all the time, and Jacob's fire hot all the time. Yeah. Um, and so she has to snuggle with Jacob while Edward watches from the other and side. Because Edward of the tent. doesn't sleep as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they have a conversation while Bella's sleeping, and it's terribly acted. <laughs> like the the dialogue's hammy, but the the spirit behind that scene is a good one. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's quite because it's like it shows Edward's being ever the gentleman because he was you know he's from the 1900s mm-hmm. he um or yeah he um he basically says jacob like i can see you want the best for for bella if she chooses you 
mm. that's okay mm-hmm. and be, I'll, I'll be glad that she's happy and if we didn't hate each other so much I could actually see myself liking you because I respect you as a gentleman and then Jacob goes you will fuck you if she chooses you you know, I'm gonna fuck your daughter mm. Oh, it's a really nice scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really like tender moment. Yeah, it is. Um, and that's the those are the two good scenes in the series. Well, no, I argue any scene Charlie's in is good. Yep, <laughs> I agree. Um, for those of you that didn't hear the bit that I just cut out, um, <laughs> AJ, uh, we paused for a moment because AJ um, opened up a bag, a loud plastic bag, to get out of Barista Bros. Double espresso iced coffee made with 100% Arabica beans. Arabica? Arabica. Arabica. Twilight. <laughs> um, um, and I cut out the noise of it and then AJ said, yep. <laughs> and then we... Um, maybe I won't cut out the noise. Oh, well now it's going to be... Now you now, cut now. out this part. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, Charlie Swan... <laughs> okay. Is incredible. He's just the... He's actually just the best. He's like... You know... Like... I wish he was my dad. He's he's like... I feel the same love for Charlie Swan that he feels for Bella. <laughs> it's like... If you asked... Charlie... Why do you love Bella? If you asked anyone in this movie series... Why do they love Bella? Because they all seem to. <laughs> I'm not sure that any of them would be able to give you a response. Yeah. But you just do. You feel... I've imprinted on Charlie. Yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah, I have too. Now we're the, we're the love triangle. <laughs> Are you the werewolf or the vampire? We're both pretty hairy. I don't think either of us really qualify for vampire. Yeah. And we're certainly... Neither of us are in peak physical condition. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel, like, I feel like I identify most with Charlie. We're all just a big group of Charlies. Okay. Let me ask you this then, Richard. This is the question probably people have tuned in for. Are you Team Edward... Or Team Jacob. Okay. So this was part of it. This was... There were factions in my high school of girls who were Team Jacob and Team Edward. Yeah. Who did you want Bella to end up with? I'm... I like the idea of Jacob. Jacob's a better person. Jacob is is a better fit for her. But having said that, I'm probably Team Jacob. And But above anything, I'm Team Robert Pattinson over Team Taylor Mm-hmm. Which I think would be, was what, you know, if you're talking about, it's, it's hard to not take in who's more of a dreamboat into this. Yeah. And because I'm, yeah, I'm Team Robert Pattinson. He seems like a cool guy. He's better than these movies. He, we haven't even spoken about how the, the actors feel about these movies. Um, I would say, I'm, I, historically I was Team Edward. Yeah. Because I was like, he got there first. <laughs> like, <laughs> I fell in, I fell in love with the Edward Bella story before I fell in love with the Jacob Bella story. So, yeah. to me, I was always Team Edward. That being said, I think Jacob and Bella could be happier together. Yeah. And I think, but I think Edward's a better guy. But because he's a better guy, he should leave well enough alone and see that this woman he loves is going to be happier with someone she can grow old with. Yeah. Um, can I talk about something or have you got something to say? No, you go. So here's an, an issue I've always had with these films and maybe this teeters on continue the franchise a bit. I don't think it does. It's more like change the franchise. So Breaking Dawn, as I said, it feels like a fan fiction. The book feels like a fan fiction. Like, yeah. And it led to a fan fiction called Fifty Shades of Grey, mm. which we'll talk about when we get there. <laughs> um, and so I... 
I have a massive problem with the plot point that Bella becomes a vampire. Okay. Because... And I like, don't get me wrong, there's great stuff in it, but that's because they did it. I like how you said, don't get me wrong, as if like people were just screaming. Yeah! <laughs> it's the entire point of Breaking Dawn! Without Bella turning into a vampire, you don't have Renesme, you don't have. <laughs> um, I understand it solves some problems, like they can be together forever. Um, and so while I acknowledge that there is good stuff that comes out of it, it's still like you could, you know, there's good stuff that you can, you can make good stuff out of a crap plot point if you have to. Yeah, like look at something like Lost or or, or um, Star Wars. You know, like they've had to take on board the foibles that they've made and involve yeah. them in the series. Um, however, you spend basically three stories explaining why it's shit being a vampire. Yeah, you know, like, like it's eternity. It's forever. You can't die. You watch everyone you love grow old and die. Like, you know, like, it's so... It sounds so tragic and yes. sad. And then it's like, now Bella's a vampire. What? And you get to see what it's like through through her How eyes. And I get it. I get that you you tease it for, uh, you know, three, mo- four movies, and then you get to it. I get that. But the last book... The, and this is me creating... Um, elements for twilight there's i'm not pulling from the source material i'm making something up the last book should have been about turning edward back into a human like that's way more satisfying to me okay the old uh shrek yeah kind of story well because it's like about him becoming human it's about her becoming an ogre yeah (laughs) that's the opposite of that like because there's just something that bums me out like she like talking about charlie she's gonna watch him die i mean she would anyway but he's gonna (laughs) like He's going to watch his daughter and his granddaughter stop aging and never know why because he, he explicitly states in it that he doesn't want to know. Um, he just yeah. he, he understands that there's crazy stuff going on. And, the, yeah. and like, so Charlie doesn't really get a satisfying ending in this story. Yeah, Charlie's last scene is they, they, they're, they're prepping out for a big fight and they're basically like, oh, you know, because you've got Bella's bloodline, you taste real good, so they're going to want to eat you. Um, so... It's your birthday coming up. We got your two tickets fishing. And he was like, you guys trying to get rid of me? And then it's Christmas. Because it's working. And then it's Christmas. Oh, yeah. Um, They're like, yeah, you guys trying to get rid of me? Because it's working. That's his last line in the series. Stephanie Meyer's a Mormon. Bella's never going to die. She's not going to heaven. She's not going to her planet. (laughs) Um, So, I don't know. What do you think? I I don't necessarily think it should be Edward turns back into a human. But that seems like the most satisfying conclusion. So, for me, Breaking Dawn... Uh, it's annoying that because there's a scene in Eclipse where he's she uh, Bella's talking with Rosalie, who's one of the um... Rosalie, <laughs> Rosalie. <laughs> Who says Rosalie? That's her name. <laughs> um, Rosalie, um, who's one of the Cullens. Um, she was. Wait, how has she turned again? She. Um, she was like raped, basically. Basically, yeah. Yeah, um, and so that's how she became a vampire. And then she... Well, she was raped and she turned into a vampire. <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> um, yeah, like, well, she, she was basically... She was, like, um, she was quite high-profile person and then her her partner got real drunk one night and yep. they and basically this, this gang... And then she got turned into a vampire separately... She was left out on the yeah, streets. Yeah, she, she was left out on the streets to die, and then Carlisle turned her. Yeah. Because she, yeah, she'd been violently raped. Um, 
And then she... Don't grin at me after you say violently raped <laughs> It's not funny Richard I know I know I just think about it when you said don't laugh <laughs> Oh my god um, So um, She talks to Bella on the balcony And says There's a balcony in these films um, and she says, she basically explains how horrible it is to be a vampire. A <laughs> Just to clarify, guys, there's a balcony. She basically like explains how I wouldn't choose this life. She says, yeah, she says like you, I, you have a choice. Don't choose it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like, and um, she's like, but Belle's like, well, you know what? I love Edward, so I'm gonna love him all the time. Mm. And she's, she says, like, oh, you know, there's one thing I want above anything else, and that's Edward. And she's like, well, yeah, actually, when you're a vampire, there's one thing you'll want more, and that's blood. And also, just to, um, if you didn't know, Edward doesn't want to turn her. Edward wants to just her, her to grow old with him, because he sees that as a better life. Yeah, because, he, yeah, yeah. So that, that's, like, one of the driving points, is that he says, you don't want this. Yeah. And then, breaking dawn, she gets turned, and it's like, it's fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's my point. They, is they, that, they need her struggling with the with the choice she's yeah. Well, even though she she kind of doesn't get the choice either, he turns her. That's because, true. She has to change. Yeah, she because she's, she's dead, die. so he changes. But that's still like as soon as the as pen was put to paper for Breaking Dawn, I think the problem started. Yeah, like if there was gonna be a fourth book and a fourth and fifth movie, I think it should have gone in a different area. A different like like we said before these aren't fun stories to watch these characters go through like it does it's it's knowing that bella's going to die you know in, in 60 years before edward like well edward's not going to die assumingly um knowing that it's like a question i had but didn't pretend it wasn't there like if these movies if the last if the last twilight story ended with just a you know an establishing um that they're together and you go and you think you know she's gonna die someday yeah but not right now or even like um yeah like ambiguous like um or you know is it enough to grow old together Mm. or or is he gonna turn her in a couple of years yeah make it like philosophical yeah yeah because it's like yeah we don't know what he was like like you know if edward truly loves her he'll love her when she's 64 and Mm. she looks like an old lady Mm. Um, Which they do touch on. They touch on a new moon. Yeah. Um, but then, oh, that's just not good enough for her. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, the rest of my life isn't long enough. <laughs> Who the hell thinks like that? Well, I was thinking about that as well. There's not an ounce of, like... You don't get the impression from Bella that she wants to be immortal. You don't get the impression that she doesn't... She never wants to die. She just wants to be with Edward forever. And wants to, like, be on equal footing with him. But, can, like, that being said, that never... She never thinks... She never talks about that. Like living forever, that's a big deal. It's a like, fucking long time. Like she never, th- she never has an existential crisis about it. She never. It's like no, I want to. Be. And like it's because she's a teenager, and these books are feel. Like that's the thing. And, and, like and I'd kind of love to see a distant sequel. Mm. And I'm sure that potentially could be your continuing the franchise. It's not. Well, okay, then we can talk about it. But um, I'd like to see a sequel to Twilight set sixty yeah. years later, mm-hmm. like eight hundred years. Twilight twenty forty nine. Yeah. I just said like you know, 20, 40 years later. Um, yeah, like um, seeing these characters. I mean, they would never come back because, and I'll, and I'll talk about that after this. But um, seeing the implication of everyone I know is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
after 200 years, maybe their relationship isn't so perfect as it was. Well, that's, that's the thing, is that Bella is 18, nearly 19 when she gets turned. Yeah. Edward's 17. Now, when you were 19, Richard, can you were you the same as you were when you were 17? No. Because I wasn't. No. <laughs> like, do you think she's, she's going to be truly happy for eternity, being a 19-year-old with a 17-year-old? Well, I mean, he's always going to be older than her. He's I know, but... but they make it very clear that he's frozen in that state. Yeah, but then I guess... And you have to bring in the fact that he's a 17-year-old from the early 1900s. Mm. So, they're they're always going to be different. But, um, kind of touched on it a couple of times already. Um, Christian Stewart and Robert Pattinson hate these movies. Mm -hmm. They they cannot stand that they're associated with them. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, go on YouTube, search... Christian Stewart, Twilight, um, Rock Patterns and Twilight. The, some of the top answers will be them talking about how much they hated working on the films. I've never seen anything like that um, final about it. I've, I've seen Edward talk about it in, in kind of a way you could take both ways. Edward, Robert Pattinson. How do you but, mean? Like, like I've seen him to be like, it's kind of a ridiculous character. Like he looks at her like he's going to want to eat her and she's all like, oh, that's... Attractive. Yeah, he talks about how he's, he's called Stephanie Meyer um, an idiot and a psychopath. Um... For coming up with these stories and how, how stupid they are, and um, but this this is quite good interview with him when he's like, um, it's like what did you learn? Like which of your co-stars helped you the most, or like like made your 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 time on Twilight unique? And in thirty seconds, he's just like, Phew. <laughs> and then he he ends up saying um, face wipes. <laughs> um, yeah, like uh, like I think he's. Stuck in that kind of Leonardo DiCaprio post Titanic thing where he's just seen as a pretty boy. Mm. Um, but then I guess the difference is that Rob Pattinson is talented and seems cool. Um, whereas, you know, obviously Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. is awful. Yeah. I don't, I don't know enough about Rob Pattinson. Speaking of things that I don't like, that everyone seems to, um, Renesme is played by a girl called Mackenzie Foy, who some of you might recognise. As being young Murph in Interstellar. And you know what? I'm going to say it. Breaking Dawn Part 2 is her best film. It's just wrong. I said it. It's just wrong. There, I said it. You don't even have to like Interstellar to think that's wrong. Let's talk, about, let's talk about Renesmee. <laughs> so, they thought it was a good idea <laughs> to, to make it that they CGI'd the baby. And I guess it was to try and make it look a bit like... She's magical or mystical or is something... She certainly has something uncanny about her. <laughs> yeah, so she was... Mackenzie Foy played her when she's like... Uh, like three months s- old. Yeah, yeah, three months old. So she's like seven, effectively. Yeah. Um, and she... Ten different actresses played her in this film. In that film. Um, and boy howdy, do they look weird. <laughs> <laughs> they don't... Like, uh, they, they, sh- like they should have just used a, an actual baby. No one would have been like, look like an actual baby, not a vampire. Because you know what they look like now? They look like a PS1 video game rendering, <laughs> comparatively. Yeah. Like, it, it is the worst CGI I've seen in a movie that you would still regard as contemporary. Like, you know, like, it's it's yeah. so jarring and scary. And, like, maybe at the time no one noticed because it, maybe, you know, in 2012. Yep. Yeah. Yep, um, no one no one noticed, but I noticed, and it, it's terrifying. Yeah. Speaking of 2012, 
when did these movies come out and what are they rated on? <laughs> the <laughs> so I've, already, I've, I've been over when they came out. Mm-hmm. So it was 2008, 2012, one a year. Um, so after that, we'll finally get to the Rotten Tomatoes scores, okay. which is what I was building towards. So we never ranked them, but I, I feel like you can't. I honestly could. I, do you know, should I try? Shall I, shall I try tap into? Yeah. Okay. Ah, there's, two, there's two camps of thought. Am yeah. I talking? Just, just hurry it up, though. <laughs> The one I like the most or the one I think is the best? Uh, well, the one, one you like the most is what we normally do. <sighs> okay. I enjoyed watching Twilight the most this time. Right. But that's only because it was the first one and I wasn't sick of it. Then yeah. I would go... Um, I'd probably just go Descending Order. Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse, Breaking Dawn. Right, just because you got sick of them. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, okay, fair enough. So, the... Um, what do you think? What do you, how would you, would you rank uh, them? No. They're all they're all the same for me. I, okay. I love them all equally. Um, so, Twilight. It'd be Pro- like picking between your Ed- your Edwards and Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they all have Charlie in them, so... Yeah, they're true. all five of the greatest movies ever made. <laughs> um, so, critic score, Twilight, 48. Yeah. Uh, New Moon, 28. Yeah. Eclipse, 49. Mm. Uh, Breaking Dawn, 24. And Part 2, 49. So one, three, and five are all rated within one percent of each other, and then the other two are within four percent of each other. I don't even agree. Like I would say, Breaking Dawn Part One is better than Part Two. The only thing Part One, Part Two has that is interesting is the fight scene, and then it's not even real. Yeah, so like because I, I thought, yeah, that's quite high. I wonder if it had actually just deviated from the book. The fight scene was real, and they won. Mm. If it'd be higher. Because forty nine is quite high for for something that has one very identifiable huge flaw. Yeah, yeah. So that fight scene it sucked because it made when I first saw it in the theater. Right, so I'd read the books by this point. Like I, I was I was well accustomed when um uh when it's established they're going to fight, and I was like, this isn't this isn't in the book. They never get this far in the book. And um, Carlisle runs towards Arrow, and Arrow decapitates him. The theater. Gasped. Yeah, that was great. And I was in the front I row. Been crying. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I was in the front, like the front row. Second and time. I, I was like, of course. Yeah. Like compare these. You can naturally compare Twilight to Harry Potter. They were both um, the same thing of their time. Like yeah. Twilight was after Harry Potter. Um, the, you know, obviously the movies similar similar trajectories as well. Harry Potter's better. Don't get me wrong, but you know, Twilight's still there. Um, and Think about all the characters that die in Harry Potter. Yeah. Think about how that makes you feel. Think about how invested that made you. And when I saw Carlisle die, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what should have happened in the book. No one dies in the book. Yeah. Literally. No one. Ma- Maggie Grace's character, I think, dies. But that's it. Who gives a shit about her? Like, <laughs> like no one dies. Yeah. No one dies. And um, so Carlisle dies. I think Jasper dies. Who else? Uh, one of uh, a couple of the werewolves die in, in, yeah, this, in this fight scene. Jane dies. Yeah, Volturi. yeah, 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 and all the all the Volturi get killed, and it's like not all of them, but Jane and uh, once Arrow dies, yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, maybe I won't fight. And and of, to, to reiterate, none of these characters actually die. Yeah, it's then revealed that it's all a dream. Um, but like, yeah, I would the I would feel so much more for that movie if those characters actually died. Mm. Yeah. And it's all Bella's fault. You know? Like, that's the, that's the... I think that's why no one dies. is because Stephanie Meyer wouldn't have been able to shake this, like... 
it's kind of all Bella's fault that these characters are yeah. dying. Yeah, I mean, what, like, yeah, it's it's that whole thing of why does everyone love Bella so much? Anyway, can we just quickly check the time? Time of day. Two o'clock. All right, okay, cool. So we'll move on to um, continue the franchise, if you don't mind. Um, unless you have anything else. We can talk about it afterwards as well. This doesn't mean it's the end, AJ. Continuing the franchise, um, what's interesting about Twilight is that there actually is a couple con- yeah, book, yeah. book so continuations. Uh, the short second life of Brie Tanner. Which I've read. And so I don't I don't even know who Brie Tanner is. So she, She's in. And the um, Breaking Dawn Part 2 ends with um, a full credit sequence for the entire franchise. So it comes up with every main actor who's appeared and it says so-and-so as so-and-so. Um, and it has someone as Brie Tanner and I was like, I don't remember her at all. But um, I can tell you she is. But what's interesting about... Oh, I'll let you in just a moment. Um, what's interesting is that um, it goes in like... Descent, uh, so the first name you see, the first person you see is the other like half vampire mm-hmm. who they bring in for like two seconds and they're like... How do you? Oh, I'm, I'm a million, and I'm a vamp- I'm half vampire, um, half human, and then so they, he's the he's the least important person. Um, it goes from the the last names you see in in like reverse order. So the last name you see is Kristen Stewart as Bella, obviously. Mm-hmm. Then before that is Robert Pattinson as Edward Cullen, <laughs> and then before that is um, Taylor Lautner as Jacob Black. Before that is Billy Burke is Charlie Swan. Yeah. He's the fourth most important person. I, in the yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, he's so, he's the best. Brie Tanner is a newborn in Eclipse, and she's the one that they try to protect that the Volturi kill at the end. The Volturi turn up and they're like, You've killed all these newborns. What about this one over here? And they're like, We're going to adopt her. And then they kill her anyway. Do you remember it? Does this ring a bell? She's like the audience surrogate newborn. It follows her right, throughout the film. Right. And there's a there's a book written about her. And it's it's a novella. It's very short. But like, it's actually real, just, just real stupid. <laughs> like, why include her? There's no, there's no lasting consequences. Of, the only thing I can think is that she's there to illustrate that not even Carlisle can stand up to the Volturi. That's the only, like... Right, yeah. Because he's like, we're going to protect her. And they're like, no, we're going to kill her. She's a newborn. And then Carlisle basically stands aside and lets them kill her. Which right. is kind of a, a bummer. But, like, I would have been more interested to see a new character join the pack. Right. I guess, the coven. Um, and it's just real pointless. The book is from her perspective. And it's basically... It tells the story of her life from being turned into a vampire. What? <laughs> I was just thinking that before when I was laughing inappropriately. Okay. Um, yeah, it follows her, her short second life. So her, her turning into a vampire to her death. And from I've read it once years ago. And from what I remember, there's a little romance story in there. But it's just sad. And like, I'm not against sad stories, but you don't, you don't have to have happy endings. In no story do you have to have a happy ending, but in every story you have to have closure. Like, that's the rule. Right. You can't, like, Titanic has a sad ending, but it has a, it's closure. It's got oh, closure. Yeah, even that is closure. Like, I don't like it, but... Oh, it's great. Um, it's not a good movie. I can't... Th- there's just no closure to a character, an innocent character getting killed. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just sadness. It's not... Yeah. <laughs> so... Anyway, that's short second um, life. So, yeah, there's down. another one, uh, which was a 10th anniversary it's called Life and Death, Twilight Reimagined. Mm-hmm. And it's about 
um, Beaufort Swan, um, who moves back into town and falls in love, or like Bo, Beaufort um, Swan, who moves into town, into Forks, and falls in love with Edith Cullen. Spelled E-D-Y-T-H-E. So basically it's like what one of us would submit to continue the franchise as a joke. Yeah. This is such a bad idea. This is this is Stephanie Meyer's attempt to be like, no, it's not about... Uh, gender a, roles. A gender roles, <laughs> and it's not about a girl... Yeah, no, it's stupid. It's stupid as hell. And, and, and that ends with um, she... The fight in, um, that we sort of briefly touched on at the end of the first Twilight, um, that turns Bella... And they say, hey, Charlie, she died. We're going to go. Because fuck Charlie. Who cares about that character? <sighs> I know you're joking. <laughs> no, no, I know. I'm, I'm with you there. It's, it's, it's such an unsatisfying way to close out the story. I, I haven't read it. But I do take a strong moral standpoint against rewriting your own story with the genders switch. Yeah. Like, that's so stupid. Yeah. Talk about having no ideas left. Yeah. So, well, there was another idea she had. Um, at one point for a, a book called Midnight Sun mm-hmm. which is um, uh, Twilight retold from Edward's perspective which is not a bad idea no it's it's, it's an interesting experiment yeah um, whereas life and death is just retarded but um, sorry can I say that no okay it's just stupid um, and yeah so Midnight Sun a few chapters got leaked and then uh, Stephen Meyer just said um it's not mine anymore you know I don't feel maybe I'll finish it one day but probably not um, um, and then and so there's a few chapters you can read online they were published in there was like a re-release of Twilight and they published the, the few chapters of Midnight Sun and you know like as a, as a forward or an afterward or whatever um, but the book's probably never going to be finished unless the off chance that people stop caring about Stephanie Meyer and she <laughs> needs to JK Rowling herself back yeah. into the limelight I've read Midnight Sun, what there is of it, and I remember, I read it again when I was into the book, so I can't say for sure now, but I remember thinking it was awesome. I remember going, yep, this is what the first one should have been. Yeah, and it's in Midnight Sun as well, it reveals that, um, uh, because, so Edward can't read Bella's thoughts, but he... Edward can't read. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wish um, I could read. And, um, AJ just referencing a racist meme, (laughs) um, and... Uh, but he can't really read Charlie's thoughts. Mm. He can he can sense that he feels love for Char- uh, for Bella, um, and he can sense you know these fear about Edward or whatever. But then he can't actually read what he's thinking. Yeah. Um, what is interesting? That's interesting. Yeah. And so Bella just got that trait, but stronger. Um, I'll let you go first for continue the franchise. Um, I basically, I just want to see. The, this these movies remade yeah <laughs> like of all the things I could want I want more like um like, and when, would you like to see someone else taking the general idea of the book yeah so and, yeah. so I'm gonna be misquoting someone here and I don't even know if for sure I think it was Joss Whedon I think I read a quote from Joss Whedon once that basically put forward this idea that story this is real wanky this is real pretentious so I'm sorry it's Joss Whedon what do you expect <laughs> Um, he basically put forth this concept that storytelling, you don't own the story. That like, it, you get go into a trance like state when you're when you're really into writing, and it's almost like you're opening up this bag of story, and you are the chosen vessel to put that to paper. 
right? So, in other, in other words, I interpret that as meaning is every story ever exists in this, like, vacuum universe, and different people become the vessel to put that story, right, okay. which has no, like, what, there's no philosophical standing or anything, but it's an interesting idea. And that's how I feel like Twilight was this perfect story that was given to a terrible vessel. Yeah. Because I've said before, like... A vampire, not even a vampire, someone who can read everyone's mind except for this one girl and he's in love with her. Oh, that's so good. That, that hooks me right there, you know. Yeah. That's such a good idea. And as I said, there's so much good stuff in here. There's there's atmosphere, there's feeling, there's emotion. Um, and so there's a part in Breaking Dawn Part 2, no, Part 1, sorry, right at the end, where Bella is, ter- is giving birth and she's dying as she gives birth. And so Edward has to bite the baby out of her. Yeah. He has to tear open her stomach with his Which mouth. Which is metal as fuck. It's, it's so metal and it's so... It doesn't fit in a Powder Puff vampire movie. It yeah. fits in something like Let the Right One In. Yeah. Something like that. So I want to see a more vampiric Let the Right One In Twilight where it's less about making you feel good and more about making you feel. Yeah. You know? So like I was thinking the chick who plays nancy from stranger things would be a good bella because she's got likability to her whereas Kristen stewart at least in these oh, movies yeah, she's a is is real um vacant i guess yeah like give her some kind of semblance of a personality instead of being like a blank slate that teenage girls across america could put themselves into yeah. I mean, like Kristen stewart is a good actress yeah i agree but um uh it's interesting what you said i'm just stalling now to try and remember Oh, it's almost there. Um, oh yeah, this. Not many people will be happy about this, but uh, hey, it's not my not my fault. If you go to the Guinness Book of Records, look at the top grossing films of all time in different genres. Do you know the top grossing horror film is what? Twilight. <laughs> Nothing about it is scary. Yeah, um, it's it's also. Um, I want to say it's the highest grossing film with vampires in it, but I feel like that could be. Um, Daybreakers. No, um, Hotel Transylvania now. <laughs> um, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I was like, what the hell would I read that one day? The, so the, what, would you, what would you call, would you just call it Twilight? Yeah, just Twilight. Just, just, sorry. Who would you get to write, direct stuff? Who, um, who's your perfect Maybe someone like David Fincher to direct it. Yeah, Could be cool. Like someone, I don't know. Days, Let the right one in. Or um, the guy who did Birdman and Reverend. Alejandro Inaritu. Or the guy who did... Children of Men and Gravity um, and Harry Yeah, someone like that who's got like this real dark style. Like his Twilight tries to be dark, but then it's like so poppy. I don't know. I, as I said, there's a good story in there, and it's yet to be realised on any medium. Right. Um, all right. My thanks, AJ. Mm-hmm. My continue the franchise is called Forks Washington. Mm-hmm. And it's the story of a young man who um, falls in love with his, with his um, high school sweetheart, and so obviously there's a um, there's that kind of you know when you fall in love too young, what happens? It's not sustainable. Um, Unless you're a vampire. And let me finish. And then they. They end up having a daughter together, but they split up, and his high school sweetheart moves to the other side of the country with their daughter. So now, this man, Charlie Swan, is living a lonely existence in a shithole town called Forks, 
and Washington. And he's the chief of police. And he doesn't really have anyone, but he's got all this love in his heart. And he... There's a series of murders that start to happen. And he feels like his life is beginning to have purpose again, but obviously he feels horrible about it because it's like, I I have something to do, but people are dying. Um, And then... Right when these are starting as well, his daughter like decides she's going to move over, and he's like, "Finally, you know, I've got a reason to like love again." Mm-hmm. Um, and then she gets there, and he's trying his hardest to connect with her, but she's just this angsty teen. And then she ends up falling in love with this guy, Edward, mm-hmm. and she doesn't. Um, yeah, obviously he's like a bit of fear about his, his daughter having a new boyfriend. But he's still investigating these murders. And then one night, his girlfriend, his daughter, gets into a pretty serious accident. She goes to hospital. And she's taken care of by Dr. Cullen. And so, all this while... and Oh, no, I forgot to mention as well. So, he grew up with his best friend, Billy. They've been best friends for their entire lives mm-hmm. and um, Billy was paralysed from the, the waist down um, you know at some point during their their growing up now Billy is Jacob's dad by the way yeah and so imagine the twist <laughs> that it would be if this fucking lovable dude yeah he finds out that these murders are being committed by the supernatural yeah and that it's the town doctor who took who took care of his sick daughter, who's also related to this fucking this dude that her daughter that his um, daughter's saying, mm-hmm. and on top of that, his best friend for his entire life is the leader of a like cult of werewolves. That's a great story. It's good, man. That's that's the best continue the franchise I think you've ever bought forward. It's, like, it's compelling. Like, and because this could, actually, I think it would probably make a good TV series. Because hmm. it's probably too much for one film, but then it's probably not enough for multiple films. So, you you kind of have to mush up a lot of what happens across all the, all of the movies. But, Chief of Police, it's like a, a yeah, do, do like a, um, uh, 10 episode, one case, not a procedural kind of thing, mm-hmm. of this guy just like, imagine, like, and that's the thing is, that, like, I know what you are. You're a vampire. Uh, yep, I am. Cool. I can look at look. Hold on back. I can run really fast. And then like, why? <laughs> why did you say that? that? That's like in the first film. And yeah. Then, oh yes. Yeah. I just, you just like, sort of said it and like the removed like um, the seven segments. Like, that, that like because we've talked about this before. Like in, in Doctor Strange, it was like when he problems with it that he he comes through like a different dimension and, she, and Rachel McAdams is like, oh, you're a wizard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, and it's like. No, the vampires are real. If imagine, I, if imagine I found out anything world. supernatural was like concrete and real, like I'd be thinking about it for months. Yeah, like the rest of your life. <laughs> and so imagine like it's just a, and like this isn't a continue the franchise. Even this is a replace the franchise. Yeah. So like, um, you have this compelling like Broadchurch, the killing, whatever kind of style drama, mm-hmm. and then in the last few episodes, the last half of it. It's suddenly supernatural, yeah. and then boom! But it's it's one of those things that's hinted at. It would be hinted at enough that the story's still well told. Um, and so you've got, uh, 
imagine finding out that vampires are real imagine existing in a world with enough with all this vampire fiction because with zombie movies it's often Zom- it's I've like, never heard of zombies. It's, it's a rule in zombie movies that it exists in a world that's never had zombie fiction yeah um imagine a, like a world that has vampire fiction has werewolf fiction yeah has all these ancient tales and then boom they're real they're trying to don't buy a new door mm-hmm that's incredible. I would love like to see it. The most Freudian fear there is. And it, yeah. And it stars Billy Burke as Charlie Swan. Like, I haven't felt this since we did Spongebob when I was like, I actually really want this to exist. Yeah, man. I agree. It's a good idea. Like, I, and, and because because we have Twilight, you can't do this. Yeah. Because, it, like, I mean, part of it would be the twist. I mean, I'm sure there's a way to do it. I mean, you put Billy Burke and, as Charlie Swan and anything, and he's gonna be, it's going to be the best TV show ever made. But, ah, oh, you just... He I'm was actually, in a TV I'm show. I'm actually really upset. He was in a TV show called Revolution that did not do very well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure he was great in it. Hmm. But, um... No, that's a good idea, man. I like it. I'm I genuinely crushed that I'm never going to get this series. Um... But I'm still holding it. I feel like my Spongebob continue the franchise could actually happen. Is there... Um, has Stephanie Meyer said anything about what's next for Twilight? Um, I don't think so. I think that she's closed the book on it as far as I can okay. tell. Okay. She did her like, 10 year anniversary. And that's that's kind of... That, like, the 10 year anniversary of Life and Death is the latest update, basically. Mm. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't expect to see anything more with um, Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. Life and Death is a very lackluster title compared to the other books in the series like even Midnight Sun I guess the short second life of Brie Tanner is kind of out of the, the bubble as well but yeah but we do um, talk about titles a lot. we do talk about titles a lot on this podcast I like the titles of these I've yep. always thought they were quite interesting the um, Twilight Eclipse uh, Twilight New Moon Eclipse Breaking Dawn the books have dope title bombs if I may oh, yeah. kind of re- try and recount them for you um so a title bomb, for those who don't know, is when they say the title of the movie or the story in the story. Um, personally, this is my personal preference, I like it when it's said once, when it's um, a it's a concept and not like a thing. So like Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park doesn't count for me because Jurassic Park's the name of the thing. Yeah. Whereas something like Scrubs, where in the first episode of Scrubs it says, do you not realise you are nothing but a large pair of scrubs to me? It's like, cool, it's a concept. Yeah. Um, it's a metaphor. Um, Twilight, I think they do say it a couple times in it. I think they say it when they're in the car and they're like, oh, it's Twilight. This is the... Twilight... Oh, here we go. I just remember this now. Twilight is the one time that vampires can walk around in, in the day because they don't sparkle. Because vampires sparkle in the well, I can't believe we haven't... It's been over an hour and we haven't mentioned it. But at the end of the, of the book... When she's like, I want you to change me, I want you to turn me into a vampire. He says something like, you want this to be the twilight of your life. And what that means is twilight is what is the end of something and the start of something else. Yeah. Um, new moon. It's beautiful, but it's fleeting. Yeah, yeah. New moon is, um, a new moon is when there's no moon. Yeah. yeah that's not common knowledge, I don't think. Well, it's, the, it's the opposite of a full moon. So there's no, you basically can't see the moon in the sky because it's... Yeah covered up and after edward breaks up with her she gets lost in the forest and she mentions that it's a new moon and that she can't see anything it's complete darkness um and yeah obviously there's a metaphor there that it's also about werewolves and moons and wheels go hand in hand um i felt felt the darkness that edward's gone yeah 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 yeah. uh eclipse is real good one eclipse is when she talks to jacob right at the end 
You remember that? So she, she, Jacob's like being bitten or something by a vampire and he's like recuperating and she goes and talks to him. And basically, he basically says like, I still love you no matter what. Um, and she says to him, you know, I always felt like you were the sun in my life. Not S-O-N-S-U-N. Like you were the sun in my life because you were so warm. You were so like, like, you know, you were this warm presence in my life. It's beautiful. And then he goes, well, I can't deal with an eclipse. No. Which is nice, isn't it? It's yeah. nice. And I don't think they say Breaking Dawn and Breaking Dawn. But then in Midnight Sun, there's a passage where Edward is... I'm sorry if this isn't interesting. <laughs> I just, it just occurred to me. Uh, there's a part where Edward is watching Bella sleep like a maniac, <laughs> like a serial killer. Um, and he said, so long my life has been midnight. And now it's like there's a sun in the middle of my midnight. Right. So it's an you implied part of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, that is weird that he watches her sleep. Eh? <laughs> if you if you if you were in life and death and life and you were in love with a vampire and she was like completely powerful over you in every way, would you be into that? Uh, well, I guess the thing is that because it's you're a very dominant person, so I don't know if you would be into it. <laughs> well, whenever we have had sex, Richard, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I don't know. You have to be there. Because yeah. the, the vampires are supposed to be, like, unspeakably beautiful. Mm. Like, and to have, imagine, like, the hottest person you've ever seen, but, like, tenfold. In, and you wake up and you stand at the end of your bed. In Twilight. I feel like you can't be too weirded out. In Twilight, when he reveals to her all his powers, he's like, as if you could outrun me. And he, like, speeds through the forest. He's like, <laughs> as if you could best me in a fight. And he, like, rips a tree trunk. Imagine if he just wasn't a vampire. It's just this angsty kid. He's like, as if you could outrun me. And he, like, does this little jog to the end. She's like, oh my gosh, he's so fast. And he's like, as if you could best me in a fight. And he, like, tears this branch off a tree. But, like, it takes him a while. And she's like, oh my gosh, he's so strong. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a great, that's, that scene is ripe for parody. That's my continue the franchise. <laughs> Twilight, but he's not a vampire. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> um, okay, so... What did you think of my title, Forks Washington? That was the best I, I mean, it doesn't fit the... Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, because I want to replace the franchise. Yeah. I was like, what's, what would be a cool title? It's cool like... because ta- towns are... I, I like, like I like how Brokeback Mountain is like... It's called that because Brokeback Mountain is this nexus point of like this relationship. Yeah. Um, and this... I don't know why Brokeback Mountain's the one example I could think of, but... Yeah. I don't know. I like... I like I like emotion being tied to a location. Like, um, like Broadchurch is one. That's a okay, kind of like, cool. but then, but then I, I, Forks is kind of a dumb title mm. just by itself because yeah. it's like, it doesn't sound like a town. That was so actually for, the original Forks title for Twilight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Forks, Washington, I feel like is like, you know, gives it, it's like Paris, Texas. Yeah. Um, all right, let's franchise with it. Okay. So, so this is a segment where we, um, pick our next franchise at random. Um, yeah, do we want to talk about next episode at all? Um, I'll just quickly mention that we've got a guest coming on next episode, um, and he's a very busy man. So because of very that, busy boy. Because of that, uh, he said he, he he can do it, but he can only do um, movies that are two franchises that are two episodes long. So I've got our list open here. I'm going to control F and write open bracket two close bracket, and we have 107 options oh you don't have your phone we can't do the random no, just, just just google random number one and hundred seven okay random number so now this is just called paddock one for time. and a hundred and seven um, which is coincidentally edward's age four random numbers between one and hundred seven uh yeah no is he a hundred seven no, he's uh so what at least a hundred is that the <laughs> you know, so it says generate four so change that to generate one one go, go. 
37. 37. Okay, so now I'm going to go to our franchise list. We're at 1. I oh, just click the little thing. We don't need to hear you do this. Oh, God, he's doing it, isn't he? 34, 36, 37. Oh, Disney's Lady and the Tramp. I knew it was going to be a Disney one. Do you know how many Disney sequels there are? Yeah. All right. All right. I was hoping we'd get the Ewok movies, but... Yeah. I'll I'll message our guest about Lady and the Tramp. Yeah. So so tune in uh, next next fortnight, Lady and the Tramp. Disney's Lady and the Tramp. And go watch Twilight. Tell us why you... All right. And I've got a a bounce. I've got a plane to catch. Oh. So, I um, bid you adieu. If you want to, if you like this podcast, please rate and review it on iTunes. Um, you can do that by searching Cop Popture Podcast and going to the Reviews tab. You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, all under Cop Popture. You can email us at copoptionmedia at gmail.com um, and tell your friends about this podcast. Share it around. Let people know it exists. Because... Because they don't know. Because 40 listens per episode um, isn't quite cutting the mustard. We've got something special coming up on the Cop Option soon, don't we? Oh, yeah. A few things. Not ready to announce anything, but... Well, <laughs> just watch this space. Not watch. this space, but watch Facebook, I guess. Yeah, man. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening. Um, yeah. See you guys and next time. Are you Team Edward or Team Jacob? Sound off in the comments below. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay, and now I'm not going to start singing the theme song. Do you need-